everybody. Welcome to today's One Million by One Million podcast. We have with us Darshan Vyas, Managing Partner of Loud Capital in Columbus, Ohio. So we're going to find out what's happening in the Ohio startup ecosystem, especially pertaining to early stage financing and what Loud Capital is doing, what's happening in the general universe of the Ohio ecosystem. Welcome, Darshan. Thanks for having me. So tell us about Loud Capital. What is the focus of the firm? How big is your fund? What size investments do you make? Absolutely. So Loud Capital is a um, early stage uh, venture organization that was started two years ago uh, by my co-founder Naveen Goyal and myself. And um, if anyone is familiar with uh, you know, Midwest, uh, it's an up-and-coming area for uh, technology and innovation and entrepreneurship. So um, I believe in central Ohio alone, there's maybe around 40 VCs, um, uh, give or take. And, you know, mm -hmm. compared to the West Coast where, you know, you have over 800 VCs, you know, we felt like focusing on Columbus, Ohio or the Midwest region, you know, there's a lot more opportunity. So we have a lot of headquarters that are here that not a lot of people are, are aware of. Um, you know, we have limited brands, you know, Abercrombie, uh, Nationwide, Insurance. You know, 150 of the Fortune 500 uh, companies are in the Midwest area, and um, that uh, says a lot for as far as talent is concerned. You know, here's a great a hotbed of talent, and you know what. Uh, we don't necessarily have is the resources to help that talent get to success. So uh, Columbus, Ohio is kind of seeing that, you know, um, I guess that uh, renaissance, uh, if you will, uh, in um, uh, entrepreneurship. And, you know, we're just trying to ride that wave right now and, you know, uh, help as many entrepreneurs as possible. And, and you're right now, technology yeah. entrepreneurship, right? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? Your focus is technology entrepreneurship, right? Exactly. And uh, our investment thesis uh, for Loud Capital is when we invest in companies, we are not silent, but we're loud investors, active investors. So when we invest in companies, we become that business development arm for that company. And my background has been in technology. So we, we like to uh, focus on technology, technology innovations, correct? And how big is the fund? So right now, because we are only two years old, this is a uh, angel fund. It's a two million dollar fund where we do average check sizes of fifty to a hundred thousand. Um, mm -hmm. Our closest colleague um, that we work with is Rev One Ventures. They're a state-funded organization um, uh, that is here in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. But you know, sometimes if um, the box, the entrepreneur doesn't fit uh, Rev One's box. You know, they might come to us for funding needs, and you know, we t tend to do things a little bit differently. We we're uh, very personable, and we we like to just uh, you know work with the entrepreneurs, and we um, you know like to be very involved with the entrepreneurs. Where Rev One Ventures, they are personable. Um, you know, but they're more of a um, organized uh, institutional organization where we, you know, are kind of, we kind of roll up our sleeves and you know get dirty with the entrepreneurs and help them grow their business. So it sounds like you work 
almost like a feeder to the Rev1 Ventures uh, people who come as a follow-on after you have done the very early stage work. Is that an accurate observation? Absolutely, absolutely. So in Columbus, Ohio, uh, like I said, we, uh, Loud Capital and Rev1 Ventures, are the only uh, kind of angel investors. Uh, sometimes we do feed into Rev1 Ventures, um, our deal flow. Uh, but, mm -hmm. you know, we just actually had a Venture Ohio um, uh, gathering yesterday where about 50 different venture uh, capitalists from the Midwest region, uh, from Illinois, Indiana, uh, Kentucky, um, uh, Ohio, uh, and Pittsburgh, um, or no, Pennsylvania, they all, uh, we all gathered yesterday to talk about deal flow and mm -hmm. see how we can uh, get more resources to cap uh, entrepreneurs in the Midwest. So talk about the deal flow. What trends do you see in your deal flow? So that, that's a great question. You know, we see um, everything, uh, you know, there's a huge manufacturing sector in the Midwest. Uh, so we, we're seeing uh, one of our portfolio companies is a hydrogen car company. They're actually based in California, but the entrepreneurs here uh, locally in Columbus, Ohio. So we actually seeded that company. Uh, there's a lot of aerospace manufacturing that's uh, going on where we're... So Darshan, our audience is all IT and IT-enabled services um, entrepreneurs. So if you could con focus oh, yeah. this discussion on IT and IT-enabled services, I would be, um, it would be more appropriate for our oh, work. Absolutely, yeah, I was uh, getting into that. So uh, th there's a, a variety of deal flow, but as, as far as IT services, uh, IT-related um, uh, deal flow, you know, we're, we're seeing everything from, you know, energy platforms, uh, you know, as um, you know, as a service, you know, there's different platforms uh, that uh, add value to different types of industries. Uh, you know, we have Nationwide, uh, we have Cardinal Health, where they have a lot of IT resources, uh, a lot of Indian descent, where um, you know they you know try to spin off and create their own um, businesses, you know, their own uh, you know platforms, and you know what they are lacking is the resources. And the guidance on how to actually grow their business. So, are you seeing uh, uh, software as a service companies that pertain to the manufacturing um, concentration of the Midwest? Uh, I'm, I personally am not seeing a lot of uh, manufacturing-related uh, software as a service. Uh, we actually are heavily involved in artificial intelligence, and so I'm seeing a lot of companies incorporating artificial intelligence into streamlining business processes. So and in what that verticals? Uh, so in energy, you know, for energy reduction, for education, um, mm -hmm. uh, B2B uh, sales, uh, B2C sales, um, uh, uh, assistance, um, private assistance, you know, scheduling meetings, uh, scheduling uh, phone calls, uh, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of AI that's incorporated into streamlining these different business processes in different um, uh, industries, as well as healthcare. Uh, actually, one of our uh, portfolio companies, Geneticist, they just won an award yesterday for Venture Ohio for incorporating artificial intelligence uh, and um, with a diagno diagnosis of um, uh, heart, um, heart issues using um, artificial intelligence and uh, scanners, and it's able to uh, detect any abnormalities in the heart you know, in a non-invasive way. 
So AI is a is a trend across the board. It's interesting to see that you guys are seeing that uh, in the Midwest as well, and 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 good to good to know that that's a pervasive trend even in your part of the universe. So let me flip the question now. Yes. From your fund's point of view, what kind of ventures are you looking to invest in? What is it B two industry sector, B two B, B two C stage? What what are this? What is your investment thesis, and where do you want to really focus? Our so we're really interested in artificial intelligence. Um, once mm-hmm. again, as I mentioned earlier, for loud capital, when we invest in companies, we I try to identify companies where we can add value by incorporating our network to that company. So if we can add value to that company, then we will make that investment. But, you know, um, Mark And where is your network? So help us understand where your network is so that we can send those types of companies your way. Absolutely. So uh, my background is in healthcare. Uh, We have about 60 investors that are all physicians that all play different uh, roles in different um, hospital settings. So they're able to help open up doors. Uh, we also have like, healthcare. IT seems to be your sweet spot. Correct. Yes, I used to have a healthcare IT company that I started in 2004, and I um, uh, exited that in 2015. And you know, during 2012, uh, knowing my company was uh, coming to a uh, exit, uh, you know, I actively started investing in um, startups here locally to help mm-hmm. uh, you know motivate them and inspire them. Okay, great. And what about geography? What's the, uh, what is your sweet spot? You said Midwest. Is it all of the Midwest? Is it Ohio only? Where do you focus? No, we we are opportunistic. We look all over the U.S. Um, we have two companies in California, one in Florida, one in okay. uh, New York. But a majority of our investments are here um, in the Midwest. So we're we're open. It's easier to manage the companies if you're, they're here locally. Um, so it's our job to grow as loud so we can help accommodate entrepreneurs in other regions um, okay. you know, as we continue to grow. And uh, talk about your current portfolio. What are the highlights? What have you invested in? What stands out as companies that are doing really well from your portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. So one of our investments, as I mentioned, Geneticist, they do a lot of artificial intelligence with healthcare diagnosis. Um, Are they getting good traction? Yes, they're uh, gaining uh, tremendous traction. So they've had successful clinical trials. Um, Actually, Mark Cuban is a uh, uh, the investor from Shark Tank is a co-investor in this company as well, Uh, or he's the lead investor. And, um, and so they've been uh, getting tremendous traction. They actually have a live product in the hospital. Um, so, you know, everything, uh, FDA stuff is all taken care of, uh, approvals. Um, then we have another uh, company in the moving sector called MoveEasy, which uses um, artificial intelligence as well to help uh, automate the moving process for individuals. You know, if you're moving, uh, this platform, uh, once you sign up for the platform, it will change your billing address, your credit cards, your utilities, uh, provide, you know, uh, movers, uh, you know, provide other resources to help your that moving process um, become more efficient. Um, and so they're, they're getting tremendous traction. Uh, we have a healthcare IT company uh, called Insight Health, uh, which uh, they actually don't 
are not raising money anymore, but uh, it, it's a care coordination platform that um, they've been getting tremendous, uh, you know, success out of. So our, our portfolio is, you know, it, it's very, um, uh, you know, it, it's uh, positioned for success at this moment. How do you process the current investment climate where capital is moving further and further upstream? So what we see in um, in the traditional venture world is when a venture fund becomes successful, they raise larger and larger funds, and as a result, they can only make larger-sized investments. So there's been a lot of discussion in our universe about uh, the Series A gap. So even a company that has early-stage you know, seed stage, pre-seed stage financing is still not ready for a large Series A. What's happening in your ecosystem? How are you processing, managing, thinking about the Series A gap? Yes, yeah, so as we grow as Loud Capital, we're actually looking to launch a third fund, a $50 million fund in 2018 that will fill that Series A gap. Uh, there's actually a lot of investors um, that are more interested in a Series A fund versus a angel fund. So that, that's pretty interesting um, news, you know, especially for Columbus. And it seems so like for, a lot of uh, Let me actually ask you a question on that. Uh, you said there were about 40 investors who came to your gathering yesterday. Of those, how many are 50 to $100 million funds who can play the, who can mitigate the Series A gap? No, actually, all there's all the companies that attended that conference, except for one company, one group, which they're a, a larger fund. It's a $700 million fund that they have. All the companies, uh, VCs, play in that C to Series A um, gap here in Columbus, Ohio. No, but and, but please, please understand my question. I'm not talking yeah. about the $300 million, $500 million fund. I'm talking specifically about 50 to $100 million funds. How many of the 40 that came yesterday or that are in your Midwest ecosystem are 50 to $100 million funds? I would say of the uh, 40, uh, roughly about 30 of them are in that 50 to $100 million range. That's good. That's good because you see that the issue that we are seeing is that a lot of companies are not ready for a 5 to $7 million or 5 to $10 million Series A. So we, we need funds that can do $1 to $3 million Series A, and, and that's only viable if the fund size is, is relatively small. The larger fund sizes cannot do $1 to $3 million Series A. Correct. Yes, uh, um, the larger fund sizes uh, cannot do uh, you know, the you know, one to three million. So I think Columbus, I can only speak for Columbus right now. Uh, we have a good um, uh, grasp of the investors that are interested in Series A. What we're mm -hmm. lacking are the investors that uh, play in the part that we do, which is the angel investments. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lack of resources to help entrepreneurs get to get that Series the A. Yes. Yeah. No, that's also true in a lot of ecosystems that are you know, new ecosystems like yours. Absolutely. Um, how, do you, how do you parse unicorn mania as a seed investor? If you have a hot company, you could get buried under late-stage liquidation preferences. Of course, you haven't yet gotten to that phase. You're a new fund. You haven't really experienced this, but have you thought about it? Absolutely. So I, our, our strategy is, um, 
you know, as we raise a larger fund, you know, as our companies grow, as we incubate the companies in our portfolio, we want to provide that Series A fund. So we expect in two to three years, you know, they will be at that Series A um, round, and there we can provide our own Series A funding to those companies. So let me actually suggest things that you need to look at. Uh, It doesn't seem like you have thought about this. You you need to... um, Think about stuff like co-sale rights and stuff uh, because, you know, in the what's happening with the unicorn mania situation is is a lot of late-stage funds, sovereign funds, um, very large funds are coming in with very large amounts of money and, and basically putting lots of liquidation preferences such that the early-stage investors get completely screwed. And right. um, to protect against that, you're going to need to kind of put in co-sale rights so that if the if the founder gets some level of liquidity through these rounds, you get that as well. That's how to right. protect yourself. No, that's a, that's a great point. You know, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, thank you for actually you know, bringing that up. You know, we, in this Columbus ecosystem, we had we, our first recent you know, $1 billion plus exit with a company called Cover My Meds. So it, uh-huh. it shows that... Um, you know, we have opportunity, you know, to have more of these billion-dollar-plus, you know, uh, uh, exits. However, um, you know, early investment groups like ourselves, you know, our our focus is to at least right now we're a very mission uh, purpose-driven organization. So right now our focus is to provide resources to get these, you know, help these entrepreneurs from ideas to that Series A. So uh, I'll be quite honest, I. I haven't thought that long. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> um, so, so I have, I have a slightly different question, which maybe you haven't thought about either. So we are in 2017, right? This is a very, very active ecosystem in technology entrepreneurship. Lots of stuff have already been built. Nowadays, there aren't so many wide open opportunities to build these billion-dollar companies. But there are many, many niche opportunities. And some of these businesses need to be built for very small amounts of capital, maybe a max of one to two million and sold for 10 to 15 million. Do you have appetite for this type of investments? And, and a related question is what about even smaller? Invest like 250 to 500K and sell for five to 10 million. Have you thought about this dynamic in the technology universe right now? Uh, absolutely. I mean, with this fund size, the $2 million fund size, our investors do want us to take more risk uh, to get that higher, you know, return. But uh, we have a couple of purpose funds. You're cutting off. I. Um, Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Please go ahead. Okay. Uh, so we have done... Uh, some special purpose funds for mm-hmm. we we know that there's an opportunity for a, a liquidity event in two to three years where it might not get you that big return but it still provides some upside and so within our investor network we have about 60 positions that are all limited partners of loud capital and they like to do these one-off deals so we you know in an indirect way we do provide capital to these you know quick win you know um, uh, opportunities Okay, interesting. Great. Well, uh, good good overview of what's happening in Ohio. Anything that you want to add before we conclude? 
No, no, this was great. You know, you gave me a lot of insight of, you know, you know, forward thinking, you know, 10 years ahead. And, uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of activity uh, going on in Ohio. And, you know, we hope to grow loud capital as this ecosystem grows. And, you know, as we start getting more traction from our funds, you know, we, we look to, you know, continue to create uh, larger funds to play, kind of play in that Series A space. I don't think we'll ever go beyond the Series A space. Um, you know, we like to stay stick in that early stage in Series A space. But this Sounds was, good. Uh, we look forward to important. working with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much.